Ah, the good old reopening trades. We went in big the moment we heard news that the Pfizer vaccine was more than 90% effective. That was November 9th. We were buying airlines, cruise lines, hotels, casinos, travel booking sites, and it worked. I'm up in every single stock I bought that day, up more than 50% on average across the board. We picked those stocks based in part on what we saw happen months earlier when Moderna put out an enthusiastic press release about their early phase one trials. Back then, the mere hope of a vaccine was enough to drive stocks like Delta, United, and Carnival up by more than 15% each in a single day. But what now? 141 million Americans have had the vaccine shot. That's 54% of people over 18. The reopening is in full swing. Restaurants and bars are filling up. Retail sales are up 10% last month. Jobless claims are down to their lowest levels since the pandemic started. CDC expected to change their masking guidelines for those of us fully vaccinated later today. And the airlines say they expect ticket sales this summer to get back to 85 to 90% of where they were the summer of 2019. And it looks like the European Union is going to be easing their travel restrictions for vaccinated American tourists very soon. So where do we go from here? Is there more room for travel to take off or should we take another look at the great outdoors trades or is it the summer of Bitcoin or of Topo hard seltzer or should we have just put all of our money into Crocs? Today on Dumb Money, we are revisiting the reopen trades to decide if it's time to cash out or if the best of the roaring 2020s is yet to come and it's time to double down on our favorite reopening trades. We are Dumb Money. Three friends who turned $30,000 into $30 million using nothing more than Twitter and a zero commission trading account. The suits that work on Wall Street, they call those people the smart money. That's not us. Our goal is to help level the playing field for everyday investors. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. This is Dumb Money Live. Before we decide if it's time for us to cash out or double down on our reopening trades, let's cash in on the YouTube algorithm and help us get this video out to more people by doubling down on that like button. Tap it. It's free. Pretty much uh, pretty much guaranteed to make all of your favorite stonks go up. Chris, Jordan, have you uh, <laughs> tapped it yet? Dude, I can't. I can't double tap it yet. It is. It is tapped, dude. It is. Well, you tapped. can. You can tap it and then double tap it and then tap it again. Just make sure it ends up blue. That's all. That's all we oh, nice. care about. My order just went through related to this episode. I will talk about it a little so bit later. So you're doubling down, or do you have a, yet a I new? I am in the process of doubling down on something. I don't want to say, I, I mean, I feel like every, I always talk about this stuff as I'm trading it. And then like random people try to like front run my trade, which, you know, like, and these are longer term trades for me. These aren't like little short term things. So I'm going to buy another hundred options of this thing right now. Cause I'm just, I, I just feel like I can't get enough of it. You know, like this, this one trade I'm in, I don't have enough of it, but I'm not going to talk about it yet. We'll get to it in this episode. Okay. Can we just talk about a broad, like the broader concept of what we're talking about today, though, guys. Because yes. I felt kind of stupid talking about this again today when everyone else is talking about Tesla or crypto or all this other stuff going on, and we're still talking about the recovery trade. And I'm so deep in on it, I keep getting in deeper. And are we insane, or is this like seeing through the noise and realizing that to me in my mind? It is like the most balanced trade of opportunity and safety on the downside, right? Because I, yeah. for so no, I many agree. of these trades that we're in, I and just it's like don't we have kind of this, the, the trades that we're in, though, uh, it's it, 
for me, the question is, how much more can they go? Because we know we had, you know, another stimulus payment. We have vaccines that people, you know, people are shopping, they're dining out, they're doing the things that we knew they would, but how much more? We saw that retail sales are up. We saw that people are doing things. They're doing the discretionary spending that, that dried up in February. It all happened in March. Okay, so let, let's not talk about stocks yet. Let's talk about the environment. Let's talk about the the driving factors. Let's talk about vaccine. Let's talk about reopening in the U.S., reopening in Europe. Let's talk about uh, you know mutations of the virus. What do we need to be worried about? I just let's just start by talking about reopening in the U.S. Is it going to plan? Is it going better than plan? Are we at an inflection point? where it's about to completely explode beyond our wildest imagination. That's where I think we are in the U.S. I think we're at an inflection point, and we are at the on the cutting edge here in Dallas, Texas, right? We, at Dumb Money, we get to see the cutting edge of the reopening because, like, is anyone in this country more out front of the reopening than these people down here in Texas? No one, well, right? No, we were really early on a reopening, and I was at a bar yesterday, and it was packed. Yeah, our, our numbers are the best in comparison. I think. I mean, we're probably one of the best as far as like our new infection rates being super low right now. Guys, I thought that March Madness was driving this insane, like, record sales at my restaurant. March Madness ended, and my restaurant is still booming, right? It is booming. Chelsea Corner is killing it. Like, I was there twice this weekend, just kind of observing, and I could not believe how packed we were. Like, on a Friday afternoon... We were just packed indoors, outdoors. And when I say packed, guys, we do our, we're doing everything more safely than any restaurant in the state of Texas. Like, we have dividers. Like, we don't allow people even at the bar right next to each other. But, like, packed to our capacity at times that we've never been packed. Like, for the last yeah. four years, we have since we opened, we've never been this crowded. It's so consistent. It's every restaurant in town. It's insane. And then I saw what happened in the U.K., Remember that? See that article I sent you guys in the UK? It was so packed in the UK this week upon reopening of outdoor bars, and it's only outdoor. Only outdoors. And it's only—it's like thirty they're or forty percent of all the bars. They're a—they're a big pub culture though, and they've been locked out of doing one of their favorite activities. Yes, but Dave, they started to run out of beer. They were rationing <laughs> beer at Heineken. Rationing beer yes. with only forty percent of the restaurants open and those restaurants only open with outdoor seating somehow they were still consuming so much beer that heinegan had a ration how many kegs per restaurant they were willing to deliver and they're having to divert them to other brands where they have some extra capacity this is what we have to look forward I'll to. Tell you what, this it, is the Roaring Twenties yeah. we've been talking about since March of 2020. This is everything we expected. It is now starting to happen, and I don't see it stopping. And I'm seeing it in the data too. And we'll talk about the data. We'll pull some G trend charts. But man, this is happening exactly how we thought. And for me. I'm just feeling it now. I'm feeling it is time not to loosen up, not to take profits for me. It's time to go in 
even deeper, the last trade, like the last reopening trade, just when you thought you couldn't push it anymore, I'm just going to push it even more. By the way, we're not financial advisors. We don't know what your risk tolerance is. This is what we're doing for our portfolio. Um, we want you to kind of, you know, listen to us, poke holes in our thesis, do your own homework, speak to a financial advisor. Do not take this as advice. Do not do what we do. This is just for, this is what we're doing. Okay. But man, Dave, I am doubling down on my reopening. Across the board. Or are you no, picking and choosing? Yeah. Picking and so, choosing. Picking and choosing. That's but, what, oh, that's about, what I think is interesting. Are you doubling down, Dave? Jordan. Dave, are you doubling down? Um, I may be re-shifting and reallocating. I'm not going Ooh. back into 100% margin. Uh, I'm what Wait, now? Wait, you were never at 100% margin. No, you? no. I was never at 100%, okay. but now I'm at kind of where I want to be in margin. Where's that? I like a million dollars in margin. We're like okay so okay so about okay so that's not crazy that's not crazy jordan yeah. how about the mutations because uh, I, India, I, I'm, I'm there but if i if i that's where i like to be because then i have the opportunity to still go deeper into margin if there's something so like game-changing right now i'm not completely sold on the reopening i love the reopening stocks i'm in but i'm not going to be doubling down Jordan, should we be worried about Mich what we're seeing in Michigan and what we're seeing in India? Like, let's not just completely avoid that topic, right? There yeah. are mutations. Uh, there are scary news stories. Um, is this, like, let's talk about that. Because, like, we can't right. just fly blind if I'm like, I'm going in more margin. Because, guys, I have nowhere to go but margin right now. It's not like I have excess cash. When I say I'm going in deeper, I am borrowing again. Remember, I kind of like I kind of like went back on my margin. I dipped from I went from like 100% down to 30%. I'm creeping back towards we'll see where I am right now. I might be above 50% again. But Jordan, talk about the mutations cuz I know you've been looking at that stuff. Yeah, I've been looking at everything that I am reading is saying that, you know, the current vaccines are going to work on these mutations now. Um, you know, maybe not quite as well as they did on the originals um, and on the UK variant, which I think we are, uh, I think that one's totally covered. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't see, I'm not seeing a huge problem, right? I mean, the biggest problem that we saw in the United States was Michigan, which happened over the last few weeks, but even those cases are starting to come down. Now. And so at least in the United States, I'm not really that worried. Now, India is a different, I mean, it's a total disaster there. Um, you don't have the access to medicine vaccines that you've got here in the United States. So, um, you know, any trade that you look at, if it's international in nature, and if it affects any of these third world countries, I mean, that that could be a real sore spot. Right. Um, but as far as the American um, recovery and UK recovery, you know, parts of Europe are a little still spotty. But uh, um, but here in the West, I feel like we're doing well and I will continue to do better, I think. Um, that's kind of how I think too, Jordan. I feel like the media has to cover these stories. I think they're still really yep. high click stories. I think we have to understand that. First of all, what's happening in Michigan, what's happening in India is incredibly bad. So it deserves attention. Yep. We have to kind of it's figure awful. out as a world how to help, right? Like how to help with that. So you have to be able to look at these, but not in a vacuum to say, hey, there's a reason for it, right? There's a reason why these areas you know, are experiencing, uh, the, the mutation does not help. But I think if we do a better job and we can kind of focus on vaccinations in these areas, yeah. we do kind of see this move like a roller coaster, right? Like one way or another, 
it kind of moves in waves. So I think we'll come out of this wave. I can't speak to India, but I think Michigan's going to come out of this wave. I don't know. If, are we well, starting India's to come out of it yet, Jordan? coming out of the wave. I mean, it is. So India, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Michigan is dropping, right? So if you pull up, I don't know, if Dave, if you have a Michigan chart, um, but the second or the, the second or third wave for Michigan now, but that is starting to decelerate. Um, and I think you'll continue to see that trend. I, I don't think you're going to see um, the United States pick back up in any significant way. Um, but, but yeah, like we said, India is not. And look, and here's the deal. India is important for a lot of companies. We know that India is a big growth story for Amazon, right? And so, yeah. Um, and, and global supply chain. Um, we know that a lot of, uh, a lot of manufacturers yeah. going in, into India as well. Um, so this, this chart um, is the uh, new reported cases in Michigan and you can see that yeah. it is dropping. Um, that yeah. was, it, it was really scary to see that ramp up, but to see it um, very scary. Yeah. cresting and, and going back down in that, in that wave pattern, yeah. that's, and so That's hopefully it's news. the vaccines, right? So hopefully people are getting vaccinated. The more people that get vaccinated, the better we should do for spread. Um, and, and I, I think, feel like I, think you're I feel like that. we're doing. I feel like the worst case scenario for vaccinations, which I was worried about, is off the table. What I mean for worst case scenario is either the vaccinations were proven to be ineffective for these mutations, or people were really resisting uh, the vaccine here in North America. And I'm, I'm pretty happy that we're getting decent vaccination rates, especially amongst uh, the more susceptible demographics of the country. Like, I'm really happy about that. And I think that's going to go a really long way, especially going into the summer. I feel that we're positioned beautifully here for a, I don't, definitely don't want to call it a COVID-free summer, but a, you know, a, 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 a tr what we've been looking for, right? a COVID light or kind of a COVID yeah. kind of feeling like it's really, we really have a shot to beat this thing this summer, right? When the weather well, warms up. I think COVID up. will still be around, but I mean, you know, uh, there are a lot of people that are still holdouts on the vaccine. And that's, you know, that's unfortunate. And I wish that weren't the case yeah. because I think right now, there's not a w big weight to get. If you want to get a vaccine, from what I've heard, you can pretty much get a vaccine, get at least here yeah. in Texas. Yeah. In, in so. a lot of places across the country, there uh, there are excess slots and there's uh, reports of people not going back for their second one. And it, it you know, if you want a vaccine, you can get one pretty easily yeah. in most places in this in, country. In uh, yeah, so the toughest places to get the vaccine, uh, Oregon and uh, Northern California, San Francisco, I have family in both places, and they are now uh, about to be fully vaccinated with their second shot. And so, yeah, I think we're doing really well. By the way, guys, I just checked, and I am now, again, over $17 million in margin. Uh, which is north of fifty percent. <laughs> I wish I had a sound effect for that. I, I need to really. I need to load up some sound effects, like just dramatic Nor music. Like tr can it be a train horn, Dave? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's north of fifty percent margin, and I have been taking. I have never taken so much money out of my brokerage account than I have in the last four to six weeks because we have some monstrously large strategic private investments that we've been making. So I've actually been taking incredible amounts out of my brokerage account. But thanks to a lot of our recent trades, we're doing so well that the account's still going up. Uh, and I am I am margin. That's that's a pretty decent sized margin for me. But you know what? I'm ready to go deeper. Uh, and I am going deeper. I'm going deeper right now. Well, that's uh, what I want to hear about because are you going deeper in the trades that we're already in? Like the airlines, hotels, casinos, yeah. all of that stuff? Thing, or yeah, the are, other are you going into... Because there's things that, that I thought are a little unexpected, like sales of clothing and accessories up 18%, restaurants, bars up 13%. Like it's not, big ticket items like cars are up. So what? where are you looking right now? 
And if you're well, already margined out, what are you doing? Are you taking out credit card debt? Like, what? How are you financing this operation? Margin? Like, I'm not margined well, out. Not, I have another no, not. Okay. forty some odd. Jordan, I have I have another forty some odd percent that I can margin. Like, I can I can go another ten million if I need to. Um, I'm not saying that I will. I'm not saying I won't. But I'm not saying I will. But I am. I am. But you're saying there's a chance. Margin. There's a chance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm literally sitting here buying more. Um, oh, Chris, as we you never speak. asked me what my margin level was right now. <laughs> What's your margin level? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Zero margins. So boring. The smartest of the three. I don't know, you guys. Oh. You guys yeah, I, I just checked. I'm at $961,000 in margin right now. Only six figure margin is so like that's so 2019. It's borderline. Um, and 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 most of that is because I took cash out to um pay my tax bill. Um I use margin yeah, just as a checking account now. Not a financial advisor. Do not try this at home. <laughs> well let's all right, let's think about it. We talked about this before. I think there are for me, there's better and worse. You know, early on, we had our cruisers going to cruise. I still believe they're going to cruise. When are they going to cruise is the big question. So I am not heavy in cruise lines. I'm not even sure if I really own but a tiny little bit of the cruise trade right now. Um, it's a very, very small part of my recovery trade. You know that I got crazy heavy in Spirit Airlines, right? Like yes. back in the fall. And I'm also I crazy heavy in Spirit Airlines. And then I got even heavier. And then I got even heavier, right? When I thought I couldn't get any heavier, I got even heavier. Remember when we had Meet Kevin on and we were just like, Spirit Air, Spirit Air. That was it. Well, Spirit Air has been doing pretty well, guys, right? I mean, yeah, look at this. Is, uh, this is the last six months up 120%. Here's uh, one yeah, I mean, year up 200%. It's been doing pretty well, but you know what? For me, and we made our trades it, about six months ago, so that was yeah, November yeah. 9th. So we're we're right at. It's pretty much this chart. I'm guessing that this yeah, little spike so, right here, yeah, that that spike right there is the one that uh, we bought, and then it went down, and we're like, oh no, we're not worried because look at this, boom. So, so here's the here's the problem with Spirit Air, um, if they're or the airlines in general, a lot of them like, but Spirit especially, like they're levered and you know they borrowed a lot, they diluted themselves like over the course of the pandemic, right? So you could make a case that these guys are like fairly valued for a full recovery. So like I have been starting to sell my Spirit Air, right? So like I I actually have started to pull out. I only have about fifty percent of the Spirit that I had a few months ago today. So I'm pulling out of Spirit. I pulled out of some of my cruise lines. And I, I want to show a quick like chart. Here is the chart of Spirit Air compared to Jets, which is an ETF that has basically all of the airlines in it. Just just because Spirit is outperforming, and that's what you and I were predicting up front. And I'm pretty sure uh, Southwest Airlines is going to also have a similar uh, yeah, it's higher than average. But I I think that uh, I bet Save is better than than uh, Love, but but better than the index. Oh, why is that not adding? There we go. Oh yeah, so Love is oh, basically right at the index, the index oh. and sure. Save overpowered because, as we were predicting, people are going to Disney World, and where does Spirit Airlines go? Goes That's to Disney World. And Florida. And where are people really, really going in general? Well, you know, we've said this. Um, 
I, uh, let's just start with the let's start with the Google trend chart because I think I think this is a great one to start with. Let's okay. just have a Google trend chart. Ready for this? You guys are you're not. What do you think I'm about? You don't have any idea what I'm about to say right now. Well, we just talked about bikini. airlines, so I'm guessing you're moving bikini. away from that. What? I want to look at a G trend chart of bikini. That's what I want to look at. Um, that's where my mind is because that I feel totally embodies what people are thinking about right now. Okay, here's here's right, bikini so, five years U.S. Okay, so here's the thing. When does it normally spike? When does it normally peak, though? It looks like uh, the mouse doesn't like to work. June, July. So go to April. Go to April last year. And we had a big bikini year, like a big beach vacation, like beach year last year. Where was it last year this time? Uh, it looks like we're, yeah, about 60%. Where are we right now? On we, we hit we hit probably 90 we're, we're right now at 67, but last week we hit a crazy anomaly of 86. 80, 80, 86. Now, how about um, bathing suit? Like, bikini's pretty spe specific, right? But swimsuit, swimsuit. I'm sorry, swimsuit. Do people say bathing suit anymore? Swimsuit. No, I don't think yeah. so. Swimsuit. Is that one word? Do people even say that? Uh, sure. Yeah, they do. They say swim. They'll, they'll, they'll search for swimsuit for sure. Yeah. Like old-timey people? Um. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just I Google board shorts, but uh, but I'm a dude. So very similar in swimsuit. We are yeah. peak. What what I'm trying to show you is that we are we're getting peaking. April fourth peaks where normally uh, February March April fourth we would be at you know way lower levels. It's a it's a it's a big deal. Um, and that was 2020, which is before. a normal year. Let's look at 2019, which is a more normal year. March, April, yeah. So, uh, bikini was at sixty-one in twenty nineteen, and we we hit uh, low eighties last week. And swimsuit was twenty-four, right around yep. that time. Mm -hmm. So where's swimsuit now? It's uh, it hit thirty. Thirty, okay. Twenty-eight right this week. Yeah. So, but but so okay. So we're about yeah twenty twenty percent above. Um, Which is why I was asking you about clothing. Clothing, yes. Clothing, so we had our out of nowhere, people realize that all I own are sweatpants now, and I need to go buy something to be able to leave the house and go be seen by humans again. Hey, Chris, do you know that um, Leslie's is up 10% right now? Um, I do. And so that was one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I, I, people kept saying, are you selling your Leslie's? Are you selling your Leslie's? I'm like, my Leslie's options expired, so I bought more, right? So I bought more Leslie's. So yeah, I'm I'm in Leslie's, guys. As I said, I did not sell just because Leslie's looked weak for a couple of weeks. I was like, is there new information? There's no new information. Has my thesis changed? No, my thesis has not changed. Um, am I still really confident on Leslie's? Yes, like I'm still super excited about Leslie's and I'm not selling. Um, and that's why I'm not selling because sometimes it just takes the market to fully appreciate yeah. some of this stuff. So we had a recent an IPO in the pool world, so um, which is really interesting, and I want to talk about this company. I have not invested in them. Uh, I have not bought their stock, um, but I am building a pool right now. And uh, Dave, you want to show my show my pool? Uh, well, yes, I, I would love to show your team. pool in progress. Look so at that. So Dave, uh, you know, I showed Dave sketches of the pool, and because Dave's like kind of a you know hobbyist architect and designer himself, <laughs> and he, he 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 came up with some really cool innovations, like that bench on the far left side is all him, and those stair like those like inlaid stairs on the right, so my kids can get out of the pool to go up to where the slide is. Yeah, you're gonna have a water gonna slide huge... that kind of 
swings around that that little cove, and that cove is actually a rock overhang with like a waterfall in front of it. Oh, and so you need to be able to get out of the pool on that side and not like have to go all the way to the shallow end and get out and then go all the way around. So it, you don't want an old-fashioned like ladder kind of situation. So yeah, you want these little foot notches. Great so you can do idea, some Dave. Climbing. What we're building there, we're trying to build one of those pools, like if you watch those cable shows where they bring in the boulders and the waterfall and the palm trees, very 1980s style, not very on design for like a 2021 pool. Like like but that show with Mario style. Lopez in it? Have you seen that show? The, is it a pool, one of the pool ones? Like He basically pool does a, a pool revitalizing show and I had no idea it was even on, but it was recommended to me after watching something else and I'm like, this this couldn't be any good. We're but. building like a fun pool. Like we're building like a tropical fun pool, not like a on style for today style pool. But listen, I, it, it's going to be really cool, Dave. I, I really appreciate your suggestions. Hopefully it will be done by summertime. I mean, these pool guys, they're not the greatest communicators. Like I feel like that whole pool took like two days to do, but it's been like eight months to get to this point for two days of actual Yeah, that sounds work. about right. I, you you remember when I was building a house, I, I built the house around. I built a pool first and kind of had to build that, that first so that they could get the tractor in uh <laughs> and it set as like a dirt hole for the longest time and then it looked pretty much like yours does with the with the gunite in it for uh, like two years <laughs> it's it's ridiculous but now it's beautiful, so. a mosquito trap for the neighborhood yeah. that's exactly what it is i'm gonna have to throw some of those mosquito things in yeah, there. i definitely need to put those discs, pellets in it just, yeah uh, yeah so here's the thing, guys. I was research, you know, I was kind of getting reacquainted with the, the pool trade, and I found out that there's a company uh, that just IPO'd under the symbol SWIM, S W I M, called. Oh, you Latin know how I like Latham. those good, uh, good tickers. Always a good sign. They were up twenty five. They swim? were up twenty five percent on IPO day, and so these guys. What I really find interesting, and I get, I have not invested in them is that they make fiberglass pools, right? So it's just something to take note of because they claim that fiberglass pools are becoming a bigger and bigger part of the pool segment. Well, okay, well, if that's true, we should be able to see it with data. So I'm just saying this is something that I'm going to start tracking. And if I feel like fiberglass pools are really starting to kind of you know, trend, uh, that's something we should be able to see in the search data. We should be able to see that in social data. So it's something as a social arb community, we can probably gauge pretty well. So that's a company to what keep is an eye a on. fiberglass pool? Is that an in-ground pool that they just line with fiberglass yes. or is that an above-ground yes. pool? It's an in-ground pool, Jordan, yeah. but it doesn't even save that much money. Like I was reading the report and they basically said it's here. They say at Latham, Latham fiberglass pool can cost on average about 55,000 while a comparable concrete pool can come to 75,000. So yeah, it's, it's less money. That's a we are the That's centerpiece of the backyard. It's savings is savings, but like I would need to, I'm trying to remember what a fiberglass pool feels like. I'm sure I've been in them. Um, if it feels exactly the same, I guess that's fine. Um, it's not going to feel the same because you don't have the you don't have the uh, plaster that has that rough texture. It's got to be like a smooth texture, I imagine. 
when you're uh, yeah, you're and like it. I feel like in the northeast, like I know in like eastern Long Island, I think they do a lot of these fiberglass pools. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a trend here. Like we, I don't think we see a lot of them We're, in the so south. So this this is just a search term for fiberglass pool five years U.S. and the uh, we're, we're currently slightly below where we were in 2020 and slightly above where we were in 2019, but. Chart you like last that. year was the year that people were throwing down the pools, right? Because last year you're stuck well, at home, right? But but does that just mean that these projects got delayed because you can only install so many, and so now this is the year of the installation? Do you think? I, that I'd be worried that these guys are IPOing because they're just killing it, crushing it, right? And they're just perfectly timing this IPO market for the ultimate year in pools. So I was looking at tiles for my pool and I spoke to the tile guys. There's only like half a dozen tile places in Dallas where you can buy pool tiles at. And one of the guys told me, obviously last year was the biggest year they've ever had in the 50 year history of this tile company. And he said the demand is still there. It's basically exactly the same right now as it was last year. But but um, remember, you choose your tiles towards the end of the pool process, right? So that could be part of it. Um, I just don't know. Like, I, I'm not convinced that I want to go all in on the fiberglass pool company. But there is, there are a lot more eyeballs on this pool sector. And there's a lot more information coming out about pool demand. There's another company now. Is this, hey, Chris, uh, does called, this have anything to do yeah. with the repair trade, right? Because we know, obviously, we're in, we're in Leslie's because of the repair trade. Um, does the fiberglass well, liner, is that part of the repair? I don't think so, but do you know what is? Hayward Holdings, H-A-Y-W, yeah. they make and sell pool equipment. Jordan, like, yeah. that was they not make our everything. radar. So they, we were... No, I didn't. The only one that we knew about with pool equipment was uh, the one that Dave found. Pentair, uh, was that? Mm -hmm. Yes, was that yeah, was, yeah. But, but these guys, like, just IPO'd as well. When they oh, really? IPO'd, Dave, it looks like March 15th. So these are all very recent. Like yeah. Hayward like, makes it all. So Hayward makes, um, they make pumps, they make filters. They make, I mean, they make a full line of uh, equipment that would need to be replaced for the Texas, you know, uh, replacement trade. So Hayward, it feels like, would have probably have been like our go-to trade on the Texas freeze, right? That would have been like one of our go-to trades. That would have been the trade if they were public yeah. at the time. So I just discovered them. I don't know how I feel about them now. I mean, is this, you know, obviously the information is closer to parity now than it was the week of the storm when we were talking about this and trying to devise yeah. our big trades. We got into but, Leslie's. I mean, Leslie's, Leslie's is going. just now moving, right? So Leslie's is just now catching up, right? Because it really, you know, it's set and flatlined for a few weeks and just now is it really starting to bump up. Yeah, yeah, very, very true, very true. So, um, Leslie's so, uh, outperforming the S and P five hundred over the past six months. Nice, yeah. but look, just re I mean, well, that's a weird chart. <laughs> it's a weird chart because of these IPO ones starting in the middle of the chart. Yeah. But if we pull it to the past week, <laughs> yeah. here's here's one month. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing. Um. We're, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going in deeper on the pool trade, uh, but I do feel like on this reopening trade, I want to go deeper into the swimsuit trade, but there's not really a great 
place to trade swimsuits. Like you can technically, you can go Victoria's Secret. They've been on a run. L Brands. They also own Bath and Body Works. Um, and they kind of came out of that they have that whole acquisition deal they've been dealing with for the past year. I don't know what the status of that is of being acquired. So you know, I just I just don't know a better swimsuit trade than. You, I'm, saying, I'm saying, talking about the same stock I've been talking about the last two times we've had this episode. I love Playa. I still love Playa. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I just bought more today. I bought more Playa today. Um, the stock hasn't really moved that much since our last episode. Playa Resorts, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, they have about 18 resorts. Uh, all They're all all-inclusive, and they're all in Jamaica, Mexico, and Dominican Republic. And they are just, in my opinion, one hell of a killer resort, beachside resort operator. I think they are the most beautifully positioned company for the Roaring 2020 swimsuit beach vacation. Get me some sun. Let's do this. Um, I love, love, love that unlike Cheesecake Factory, another one of my recovery trades, they can double their room rates if they want to, if they can get away with it. Uh, they can really leverage uh, being in this situation of people wanting to go to these resorts and making more money off of them, right? They have so much control over how much they can charge uh, if demand starts to really spike and... Uh, you know, we have the elasticity of demand, right? Chris, we talked Whereas about we talked about Playa on our show. You and I talked about it over lunch. I don't know what is wrong with my brain because I forgot to buy it, but this is a trade that I was excited about, uh, just not excited enough to get on my app and trade or market may have been closed. Well, or hey, something, man, it's not really it's not really taken off yet, Dave. So it I hasn't. Still I, have time, and I do like it. So this is this By is going way, on this my is, uh, if you shopping buy, list. Dave, if you buy it. Do not pay more than like a penny more than the yeah. current ask because oh, I know, this I know. is a trade that if you if you pay like a dime more than the ask, the next day it like goes back down. So it's yeah. like there's no reason to really like pay up for this thing. And, and it's just there's no reason to do it. Um, when I buy it, I just buy it a tiny bit at a time. I will not move it. I refuse to move this stock because yeah. otherwise you're just getting ripped off. Well, it. and this this stock, yeah, it just it trades in this range. I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be patient because I know it's going to have a little run up because we've just talked about it. <laughs> there's no there's no real volume on it. it. So I, I'll I probably buy it, it tomorrow. Huh? Yeah. Speaking of no volume, somebody told me that I don't have any volume. You are a little low, but know. I've cranked you up as loud as my system lets me. Okay. So there you go. Um, so I will just be quiet. Or just talk louder. <laughs> I'm not a loud talker, Dave. You know that. Eh? What, Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> So we people want to know people want to know about Vegas. Um, you know, this has been one of our you know go-to recovery trades since last April. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I like I, I love 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 the Vegas trade. I love it. I love the Macau trade. You know, if you're buying MGM, if you're buying Win, if you're buying LVS, you're really buying Macau, right? Not necessarily Vegas. And I think Macau is going to crush long term the next couple of years, and I and I do like it. Uh, I, I think it's one that's maybe you know a, a little bit less a little bit less pure than something like Playa because you you never really know if they have these spikes in India if it transitions to other areas if Macau the degree to which they're going to allow Macau to really boom right or if they're going to yep. kind of put some controls I on Macau. 
Yeah, and I went I went pretty heavy in Caesar. That was that was my biggest uh, of the. Uh, let me make sure it's my biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest of the um, casinos, and it's up fifty percent from where I bought it. But I also bought half as much both Win and LVS, and LVS has Caesar. basically been unchanged. So Caesars, Dave, is a great. I mean, it's a great trade because people just don't really understand everything that Caesars has done in terms of aggregating that kind of B-tier casino market in the U.S. Like they have Harris, right? They just like everywhere you go, like Caesars, they have more locations um, now just across the United States. Uh, and I think they're going to really crush it. Because like, here's the thing, this reopening trade, we all talk about flying everywhere and doing all this stuff. The reality is the airline prices are going to get to a point to where it's really going to limit travel, right? People are going to pay up to travel, but there are way more people that want to do stuff that, than are actually able to fly to do stuff. And yep. where are most of those people going to end up? Man, I'm not the type of guy that I like go ha go hang out at a seedy local casino, but there are plenty of people that love that. Love, love, love. They eat it up, okay? And that's a big part of this country. I think this summer, Harris is going to kill it. Caesars, I think, is going to kill it this summer. I, lo I love that trade. I love it. Because you know what? Like, that's a company that can also, you know, charge up, right, for their stuff. They can lower their incentives. They can charge up for room rates. They can pack those tables, right? They could really kill it. So, so I was just uh, doing a quick comparison of these uh, casinos to uh, the big investment we made in Spirit Airlines, and Spirit has has outperformed them, but Caesars is is right up there. And I think that I think the Caesar, Caesars still has way more room to grow, right? I I think that I, the people who are in Vegas now, it's I think it's early in Vegas season. It's so early, Dave. It's so so early. Um, and it's also so early in terms of people getting back to these local casinos because remember, depending upon the state, they still have restrictions, right? Um, there's still lots of restrictions. Not everyone wants to be part of that. Not everybody wants to go in wearing face masks and all that stuff. That will slowly start to open up over the course of the next six months. I think I think we're going to have a multi-year run of these local local casino kind of culture. Uh it's a big destination. How are, about, uh, how are we feeling about Airbnb? Absolutely love it still. Love it. Haven't sold one penny of my Airbnb. It's really not right? that far above the IPO because the IPO to like 150. Mm -hmm. It's still, is it still around 175 right now? Well, I think Jordan, what we saw was this period. I'm not saying that's bad. Last... I'm just saying there might be opportunity, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jordan, I think what you're seeing is we had this irrational exuberance of IPOs and SPACs. Now, Airbnb wasn't a SPAC. There's a term that I haven't heard in a while. Irrational exuberance is that's a, one of that's my a, favorite. Um, Greenspan throwback, right? It's a 2007 term, right, Dave? Like, yeah. it's a 2007, 2008 term. And, but that's what we had for a long time with these IPOs and SPACs this last year. And Airbnb kind of got caught up in that segment that when it corrected and people were like, we still love these companies. Because by the way, people still love a lot of those SPAC companies. It had nothing, this correction has nothing to do with the love for the EV companies, has nothing to do with the love for uh, BarkBox, it's the valuation, it's the hype factor. They just deflate it. And I think Airbnb got caught up in that and people are like, well, I love the company, 
but does it really deserve that much of an insane valuation? And it came, listen, it, that's why it's been calm. But Jordan, it's still one of my absolute favorite recovery trades. Like, I love it. I've been staring it down it so to, much. to finally jump into it because I felt like it got a little bit overhyped at the beginning when it jumped over 200 bucks. I wasn't down then, but I'm, I'm going to look at it. I, I was watching TikTok and one of the kids I watch, really cool kid, Aust Hankowitz. I hope I'm saying his name right. He does these really cool TikToks and, and he did his favorite recovery trades and he called out Airbnb in a quote by their CEO who basically said that they need a few million new people to, to rent their homes just to meet the demand. Um, and I think that's a really... That, that's a hot button issue for Airbnb. So the big question is, do we believe that they will have enough inventory to satisfy excess demand the next year or two? And I think if yeah, you look at the history of Airbnb, my favorite thing about it is that they have that flexibility and supply. It's not a hotel company where they can't meet peak, peak demand. They just, they sell everything they have and they can't grow more. With Airbnb at a certain point, people are like, what? I'll, I'll go stay with my parents and rent my house out this weekend. Are you kidding me? Or I'll stay with my buddy and rent my apartment out this weekend. That is the most exciting aspect of Airbnb is that they have virtually an unlimited supply. Like at a certain price point, Dave, you're going on vacation and Airbnb being out your house, right? At a certain point, there's at a At a certain price point, maybe, but I, I think that I value that? my Dave? furniture too much. Yeah. That's but if I were going hey, are you uh, even to allowed to with the neighborhood, I don't know. I mean, I, I know that people do it here. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. maybe I think at the point where I mean, I'm ready we... to sell this house and get rid of all my furniture that I would absolutely Airbnb it for a little bit just to experience it, because I will tell you, I already have two Airbnbs booked our trip to Mexico next month. I'm staying in an Airbnb in uh, Mexico City. And uh, then in uh, August, we're going to Maine, and I'm staying in an Airbnb, this most amazing cabin in the middle of nowhere. Let me see if I can find it. It's, I mean, you can stay so many cooler places that give you a better experience, and look at uh, this. I'm staying in that oh, cabin awesome. on the lake. That is and awesome, that, And that kayak comes with the place. Dave, that is insane. Yeah. Where is that? That's awesome. It's in Maine. Where? Maine? Somewhere, yeah, yeah we're doing like a, we're, you know, we're doing like a month of uh, road tripping. We're, we're flying out and renting a car and just driving around. That's an August. Oh, by the yeah, way, we're also we're also doing a big uh, a big lake house trip, Dave. But ours, I'm staying in the RBO because I am a boom. But we're going to we're going to NWA, are. which is, by the way, probably one of my new favorite places on the planet. Where's Where? this? NWA. You say NWA? NWA. Northern Washington. Northern, oh. no, no, Northwest, I don't know. Northwest Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas. Oh, Northwest. oh we're also yeah. doing a road trip to Arkansas. Are you really? We're basically traveling all summer. Yeah. I, I blocked out my whole calendar and we're just, we're, we're doing what, we're doing the great outdoors. We're doing the reopening trade. We are living what we're talking about today. So if you have any questions wait, about wait, what- Wait, don't worry. Dave's taking his camera with him and his setup. We're not going anywhere. Dumb money will be with him on yeah, so his- it, You'll just see summer. different backgrounds every day, yeah. every day. Um, by the way, I just want to say from our comments, people are correct. Like Posh is a really good swimsuit trade. It's a really good bikini trade. Um, I totally agree. Potentially, um, in addition to Posh, people are saying American Eagle. People are saying uh, Etsy. Yeah, perhaps. I don't really know if Etsy is that big of a swimsuit trade. Someone said Playboy's killing it in that segment. Really? I, I, they're public now. I know. I think they are public. 
I haven't looked into Playboy as a trade. I, we no. should do that. Maybe we'll do an episode Playboy? on Playboy. Is it, be it's fun. not the magazine, is it? Like the magazine? Well, it's just well, they're not a magazine anymore. They're like a media. They're a, a, they're a media brand. They're just a. And I think they're, they're less an iconic look. than they were in the past, yeah. right? So it's they don't really do the full nudity stuff anymore. Um, but guys, like speaking of reopening and outdoor, this is a hot subject right now. Like we murdered it in outdoor oh, trades last summer. We did, but I was just tweeting uh, with uh, Nolan actually. He's like, should this be a time that we go back and look at some of our outdoor trades? Yes. Um, uh, since selling I those, sold any of mine. I am still in Polaris. I am still in Vista Outdoors, and they are. Have you seen Polaris? Vista Outdoors doubled since I sold it. It has yeah, doubled. Well, I'm still in. I'm still in all. I I literally almost didn't sell any stock last year. I just kept it all. <laughs> you well, yeah, you don't. You just buy and hold, and that's that's Dude, way smarter do than what we do. Have, do you still own? Um, uh, yes, Hewlett Packard. Please yes, tell me. 100%. You still own? Yeah, I've got it. I'm gonna collect that dividend every quarter, Chris. I love it. Oh, you, I dude. This is why we need to. This is why we need tax rates to be the same for long and short-term gains. No, but here's the thing. My tax, my tax bill is gonna be ten. Like, just guessing, I would guess my tax bill is gonna be ten percent of dividends. Because I just didn't sell anything. I didn't sell anything. You didn't sell anything. Your your tax bill is gonna be like zero percent of mine. Pay taxes. Yeah. Now here's the, I've I, it really bothers me that we even have capital gains. If you're then going and buying another stock with it, that should be a like kind exchange, the same way you can do with real estate. It is oh, complete garbage that we have to pay stocks. taxes for selling a stock and buying a very similar stock. If I've I if I hot sports opinions about this, Dave, I want to say something. I wonder if this is going to incentivize people to go with ETFs and just say heck with it. I'm just going to buy ETFs and hold them forever. That way, I never have to pay taxes until I need the money. Until you actually need the money. Future. Yeah. No, I actually. I, I mean, the compounding effect of just buying and holding the S and P 500 right. benefits that over trade trading in and out of the top 10 holdings which is right, the majority you, of what you, you have the, in that anyway you get the benefit of never paying taxes right yeah now we did we should, we're going to save this for our tax episode because i yeah. i yeah, think yeah, we, we all have, have some hot takes on taxes I have, I have opinions on this should we do that guys. this week you, yeah. can we do it tomorrow yes i want to do it real bad uh, i've been thinking about this no, oh, since the biden thing came out we need to do it we can't yeah. do it tomorrow because tomorrow if you guys want to join me i committed to it uh, just before this show at 12 p.m eastern uh we are going to do a q a uh live stream inside of discord i don't know how that works is that like video or audio or leon setting both. it up there's like a a chat kind of feature it's basically their their version of clubhouse yeah, so so we're gonna do that inside of the Dumb Money Discord, which is dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord. If you're not a member of the community, please join. Uh, you can hang out with us tomorrow, and just that's just gonna be pure Q and A. Leon's been wanting to set that up in the mods for a while. Also, speaking of Discord, I totally forgot to rebalance the portfolio this week, but we have a ten thousand dollar portfolio in public uh, that I gave to the Discord community. The Discord community manages it by voting every week. We have a channel for voting uh, your favorite stocks. Uh, and you have to sign up for Discord using the Dumb Money link so that we get affiliate commission that we give back to the Dumb Money community by putting all that affiliate commission into the portfolio that you get to manage and keep the profits of for partying or whatever you guys decide to do with it. So what's the what's that link? It's Discord. If you go to dumbmoney.tv public. slash public, 
you will uh, get to it. Or if you go to public.com slash dumb money, you'll get to it. You'll know, you'll know you're in the right place if you see free stocks for dumb money subscribers on the screen when you get there. You just do yes. one thing yes. slash the other thing. Yes. Like it. Yeah. I, we try yes. to make it easy because I, I would forget yeah. if we didn't make it easy. And just to go to loop back to that whole Playboy discussion, this is this is what's on the homepage of their website. They they're a clothing brand apparently now. Uh, if you scroll down further, you see some of their other media, but um, it's basically, you know, rabbit branded stuff and Pac Sun uh, collab for uh, her and him uh, swim suits. Like what? I want this that that full on swim suit, like where you're actually wearing a full on. <laughs> Wait, wait, is that a right. swimsuit? <laughs> I mean, it looks like a full suit. He's, he's a long-sleeved uh, thing to go with his... I can't find that particular one, but look at that. I like Wouldn't that, you wear that? Too. I could use that. Yes, I would totally wear that. I might be I might be going in for the Playboy Pack Sun uh, boys collection there. <laughs> well, it looks like if you buy these two items here, the um, this Malibu striped sweater for 56 and the uh, volley shorts for 40, you've got yourself Who wears a, a legit sweater swimsuit. To the beach, man? Who wears a sweater? Dave, to the beach? I think we uh, need to get have you seen how, full uh, like have, have you seen how white and pasty I am? I'm I'm this is this is this sunburn no, make, is no, Dave, from going Dave, outside yesterday. Sports. Columbia Sports makes these like um, SPF shirts. Oh, I, I, I wear I wear the long sleeve rashies yeah. like the uh, I, I wear great. the surf stuff just because I yeah. would burn a lot. Yeah, but that that was a different take right there. That was actually kind of an interesting. It, was, uh, that's it looked like, like wearing the, a, it looked like the forties to me with like old timey guy. Hey, I got my sweater for <laughs> swimming. See, <laughs> I love your uh, Midwest Northeastern accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find more pictures of that guy. I can't find it. It's my old-timey but, oh 1940s my guy. Oh, my God. Um, uh, totally random. Uh, Chris, are you in Bitcoin? Yeah, of course we're in Bitcoin, but, but we don't, we're not, like, not. focused on it. Because we, we think Bitcoin and all that stuff is noise. So, yeah, we're in it. We're in it to win it. But, like, we're not totally focused on it every day because there's too much of this other stuff. What I love is that so many people are so focused on crypto and Bitcoin and NFTs that all the smart brain power of the next generation is just focused on that. And I ha that means less competition for figuring out that Crocs is going to crush this week. Seven figures in Crocs, man. That's another recovery trade. People don't appreciate that Crocs is a recovery trade that crocs is this anomaly to where they were a pandemic trade because people didn't need to wear real shoes they wore crocs but now that people are coming out of their homes they're not coming out of their homes and like going into the office they're coming out of their homes and going to the beach where they equally need crocs so like Crocs is like might be the greatest trade of the pandemic and roaring 2020s put together. I can't believe I'm up seven figures in Crocs. I I literally can't believe it. I can't believe it, but I'm actually upset with myself because when I levered up into Crocs last week, guys, I only bought like $150,000 of options. And I say only, right? Because I own about half a million dollars of Croc stock. That seemed like a lot. But realistically, if you look at my portfolio size, that's kind of what I would have done a year ago or a year and a half ago. For where my portfolio is today, 
I should have invested based on my kind of conviction of Crocs going into earnings. Yeah. And I talked about it on Discord a little bit. I tweeted a little bit about it. I tweeted a, a Crocs tweet last night. I should have put a half a million at least into that Crocs trade. I should be up a lot more than I even am. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. Thanks, Biebs, dude. Like Bieber has done so much for this trade over the past. <laughs> yeah, six I'm, I'm not in it enough either. I have. Um, I'm up 88 percent though since I bought, and uh, that's a nice move today. But do you know what, Dave? So did you bought it in, like the 40s selling. or something like that. Mm -hmm. are, I'm yeah. not selling my options right now. Like I have my options. They expire. I have some that expire in May. I think they're all May actually. And I really have no interest in selling those this week. That uh, may even on this be huge, a good idea. Like this huge pop like these, in Crocs. These is, new sandals don't even look like Crocs. I, I think that people could actually wear those. Okay. Here's what you need to look at, Dave. You need to look at the two uh, strap sandal. That is the new release. And the two strap, the that's not the two strap sandal. That's if the you three actually strap sandal. No, that's not it either. That's it. That's it. The white one. That's two strap sandal. The classic now, here's Crocs, interesting. Crocs sandal. Now, for it those like of you all that don't know, almost. It, it, and Birkenstocks have been. By the way, did you know they're making foam Birkenstocks? For five years. They've got, they've got like these white and foam Birkenstocks now. Dude, Jordan, Anyways. Birkenstock has been one of the hottest companies for about six years yeah. now. I wish I, I could invest in them. Oh, I if I could have invested in Birkenstocks in 2016, that would have been like my number one trade. So here's yeah. the thing that people don't appreciate about double straps, double strap Crocs sandals. Do you know what double strap means? It means 50% more strap. <laughs> no, fifty percent more. It's a hundred percent more. Leaving me strap, hanging. Dave. No, That's no. What do you call the little things strap. that they put on the Crocs? The little oh, the, those the uh, jewels. Those yeah. Fifty percent more gibbets. Fifty percent more gibbets. Do you guys know what the margins are on gibbets? I'm sure uh, a thousand percent. High. Yeah. It's so fifty percent more gibbets per Crocs. Okay, that's what you get with two strap Crocs. No, but seriously, the two strap Crocs. If you look at social reviews, people actually love the style. So we all know that, like the regular clog style Crocs, whether you guys agree or not, is actually a has turned into a super fashionable style. But for those that don't see the fashion in the in the traditional Crocs clog, which is like so street right now, it's ridiculous. If you're just like, uh, you know. See, the problem with know, these, you, these almost kind of look like Crocs. I liked the ones that didn't look at like Crocs at all, but these are new and completely dude, sold out, only available in one man. color and in one size. Good luck I'm fitting into a size can't, can't, four. They're, They're all sold out. That's why all the other sizes are sold out. People love the double strap Crocs. Uh, the only negative I've seen on them is that one of the two straps, I think the one on top, is a little loose for people with small feet. But if you have medium to larger size feet, you they fit really well. But yeah, man, more gibbets, dude. J By the way, gibbets are on fire. On fire, dude. On fire. And like the margins are up and that's the cool thing to do. And now they're selling gibbets in packs. So you can get like the gibbets Chicago pack or the, the Paris pack. And it comes with five gibbets to represent that city. And they're starting to package gibbets now, which means that they can display them at third party retailers. Because right now, the only way to really display gibbets is either e-com 
or in a traditional croc store, which there are virtually none of. So that's a huge problem. They have this hot product in gibbets, which are the little tiny pin things that you put into the crocs to like personalize them. But there's really no way for a retailer to merchandise them because you have to have all these buckets. But they figure out a way to group them so that the retailer can have this nice little hanging thing. And you could just pick like a grouping of gibbets. Really smart. This management team might be my favorite management team uh, in retail, wait, quite wait, honestly. So you have to buy like a six pack instead of buying like individual ones? Is that, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're buying, so like it, you, if you buy Crocs at like Macy's or someplace like that, like a, re, yeah. a reseller. Or, so like they have to figure out a way to allow a third party store to market gibbets to their buyers. Yeah, without like no a million SKUs or whatever. Yeah. yeah so basically they yeah. can have like, they can have like a patriotic one that's like the 4th of July or they can have like the different yeah. themed grouping, which makes sense, yeah. It, 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 exactly. So again, Remix. misunderstood, misunderstood company. Like people don't get it. People are like, oh, it's you're coming out of the recovery. They're gonna underperform. Hell no, they're gonna outperform. And that's what happened today. They came. Out. Why did I invest a million dollars in options on this trade? I hate myself for not doing it. I could be up today, guys. I could be up a few million today in in this stock, and it just absolutely kills me that I'm not. Because I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, you know, I was bugging you all weekend long with those Crocs articles I kept sending you. <laughs> I know. I was like, are you are you trying to get me to buy new shoes? Is there something wrong with my current shoes? I, now I so see what you're you're trying to get me to buy Crocs stock. Oh, it makes so much more sense now. <laughs> but it was the weekend, he, so you couldn't do it. He, he, yeah, you could have bought it yesterday. He, here's the thing: like uh, our oh, yeah. life is is me just randomly t randomly texting Jordan and Dave yeah random articles about products and stuff and they just they just ignore me half the no, time no i don't ignore you I, I i couldn't buy anything cuz it was the weekend <laughs> and i already have so much crocs i, I thought that was a, that, i thought that was enough for me i didn't realize that i was supposed to buy a million dollars more crocs we've yeah, been you know. we've said it so Be many times a little more clear next time own too much crocs can you ever own too much crocs <laughs> you you really can it's yes. it's a top performer so. in my portfolio um, so anyway, getting back to our, our trades that I really like. Yeah, I mean, I think Caesars is, Caesars is a good one. I, I don't know if I still have Caesars. If not, I might pick some up. Uh, I'm starting to kind of pull out of my airline trades, uh, pulled out of those cruise line trades. I went deeper into Playa. I have that really nutty trade on Avis that's working so well. It's a, it's a levered options trade. I'm crushing it on Avis, even though like you could totally make a case that Avis is appropriately valued, if not overvalued, no matter how good they're going to do. But again, I don't see the story getting anything but better for Avis over the next 60 days, which is why I don't even care about valuation. I'm not looking at stock price. It's a heavily shorted stock. I'm just going to close my eyes and just wait for the stories to roll in about $700 a day economy rental cars in Florida. The stories started to roll in yesterday. That, that was a topic on the Today Show. And then I saw the local news repeating it. In my that was the thesis, background. right? Yeah. That was no, the no, thesis. totally. And look at that. Like, look how look how Avis Rent a Car has outperformed Google, Facebook, Amazon, Molson Coors. Those just happen to be some random things that we've been watching. So yeah, and and getting to Molson Coors, that that's that's the big one, right? So like that's the big one. That's our marquee trade. Uh, earnings are later this week. We are going to have a live earnings episode, right? Yes, it is. Uh, is it we are doing it. Now? It is in the morning. They are um, they're releasing their 
their earnings at like 6 a.m. our time, but they're doing the call at 10 a.m. our time. So it's perfect. We'll just be on one hour okay. earlier than usual. 11 Eastern then. 11 Eastern on 11 Thursday. Eastern. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So that's the big one. And then, you know, there's another trade in the space I want to talk about for the recovery that I really like a lot. Um, and it's one that I felt that was kind of reaching an information parity point, but then something interesting happened the last few days. Uh, Sam Adams, and we talked about this trade. Uh, Sam Adams, who makes both Truly and Twisted Tea, two of the absolute hottest uh, hard seltzer type drinks uh, in the United States right now. They came out a couple days ago and just absolutely crushed earnings. Crushed, crushed, crushed earnings. Have since pulled back a little bit, maybe on valuation, whatever, whatever. They had a downgrade yesterday. I can't even imagine who would downgrade them right now. But the only thing that's negative about this company is you see this stock chart over the past 12 months, and it just looks parabolic. It scares the hell out of you. But that doesn't scare me is the company's underlying business is going parabolic. So here's what I think Wall Street is scared of. I think Wall Street has seen what happened to Sam Adams, thanks to Truly, and now Twisted Tea as well. And they're thinking, no way can this story go anywhere but down from here. I think that's what they're thinking. And I think what they're thinking is there's a lot of buzz around our big trade, Topo Chico hard seltzer. And I think what they're thinking is that Topo Chico and maybe a couple other players are going to maybe steal some market share from Truly this summer. And so because I have been doing nothing but spending my entire last two weeks inside of grocery stores and liquor stores talking to beer distributors, beer stockers, like I've been a nutball the last couple of weeks on this tap trade for Molson Coors, I really feel like I probably have a better sense for this world than almost anyone in the universe. And the one takeaway that I have, besides getting really hyped on Molson Coors, which I'm in pretty heavy, ridiculously heavy, um, is that Molson Coors isn't really stealing a lot of business from Sam Adams, from Truly. It looks like almost all the business they're stealing is from White Claw. And I think the reason for that is people are saying, I don't know if it's the taste profile or what, but Truly is still hot, hot, hot. In fact, you know, last year, guys, what did we saw? We saw Truly in Texas. We start go from White Claw to Truly. But the reality is, even though we saw the social trend, the heat index go from White Claw to Truly, the actual numbers of units sold didn't really move that much from White Claw to Truly. So one of the distributors I talked to, what he said was that's just starting to hit now. So it takes a while for Truly to kind of ramp up to meet demand and for kind of White Claw to see the impact of this. So I think that this might actually be the summer that we kind of see that White Claw to Truly, and maybe even White Claw to Topo, but White Claw to Truly trend really take place in the numbers. And what's really interesting is that Sam Adams basically made a statement in their earnings this week. They said that they massively increased supply. So they massively increased the amount of product that they were delivering into the, the channel. And that might be scaring off Wall Street. It doesn't scare me. It doesn't scare me because I truly believe, truly, uh, that this is going to be the the biggest summer for hard seltzers that we've ever seen. We saw it in the data. We see it in the search data. I think hard seltzer is going to completely 
blow up this summer. And I think any the problem is having inventory and truly is doing the right thing by getting that inventory into the channel so that when everything else sells out, there's plenty of truly there to buy. I don't even know that Topo Chico and 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 uh, Molson Coors is going to be able to keep up with demand. And right now, truly is on trend. Twisted T is on trend. Uh, so I think they're going to kill it. I think I want to get back into Sam Adams, and I'm not doing it yet. And you know why? Because I think when when Topo comes out, when, when excuse me, when Molson Coors comes out this week and talks about the success of Topo, I think that's going to scare off Sam Adams investors once again. It's going to be this scary thing that oh, Topo's taking share from Truly, right? But they're not. I think they're taking share from White Claw. So I think I'm going to throw some money back in the Sam Adams, but not today. I'll probably wait for post Molson cores because guys, I love this trade so much. I love the beer trade. It's like it's like the cornerstone of of the Roaring 2020s is beer, liquor, hard seltzer, right? What was our big uh, tequila trade last summer? Diageo. <sighs> Diageo, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 guys, tequila. I was just having this conversation with my bar manager Casey at Chelsea Corner. Tequila is still like hotter than it's ever been. It is on fire. Like tequila is so hot still. So yeah, Diageo, another great one, right? Like tequila is still super, super hot. And I think will be super hot. Because when you think about the roaring 2020s, it's basically a street party, right? What better fits into that <laughs> narrative than tequila? Coco like, Bongo? is it more about, is it what? <laughs> Like it's a Coco big Coco Bongo, Bongo blowout all all yeah. summer long. Am, 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 I getting, am I getting carried away with the getting a little carried away, but I think I, of this narrative? Yeah, it, basically, I take everything that you say and then like cut it in half, and that's how excited the rest of the world is about it. <laughs> I, I I just been thinking about the Roaring 2020s for so long. I have this like super vivid like mental image of what it means to me and what how people are interpreting it and i spend so much time on social just reading into how people are talking about it and how excited they are and what they plan to do and it's just if i'm getting tequila and hard seltzer vibes like i think that's it not to say that whiskey isn't still doing great and stuff but it's more about people on boats just absolutely partying to the wall like like just going going at it with tequila and hard seltzer because by the way Especially Going females. I, I, here's the thing. There's a lot of elements at play, Jordan. And part of it, remember we talked about this, is the weight gain that happened last year, right? So on one hand, people want to drink a lot and party. On the other hand, especially females are kind of looking out for weight, right? And so hard seltzer is where that's part of the magic in hard seltzer. It's a healthier, lower, lower calorie drink, perception-wise. Perception wise, it is. I'm telling you, that's what the perception is. You can agree or disagree, but that's the perception. No, I, I agree. It's good. It's it's the healthy it's the healthy the version most of drinking. It's probably the tequila and uh, topo combo. Tequila well, topo, of course. Actual well, ranch water. Yeah. Coming soon to a retailer yeah. near you. Yes, that too. Um so what else, guys? Uh yeah, listen, I'm not going to talk about Funko today. I don't have an update on it. There's no new news. They're coming out with their NFTs in June. I'm in it heavy, but we'll talk about that another day. Uh, and Sorry, guys. That was still a comment from Alban. Um, Poshmark is a potential for the bathing suit trade. Do people do people yeah, yeah, buy in. used bathing suits? 
What? I don't know if I would buy a used bathing suit. Well, well he, let, let me just let me just say this. It's not so always we, used though on Poshmark, right? So they sell oh, stuff. Oh no, they no, buy. they're not. They're not They'll always. They're not always like used. Nordstrom Rack, right? And sell it. Totally thrifting, like thrift arbitrage, is what they call it, right? So yeah. absolutely. But guys, here's the thing. You know, American Eagle Outfitters. People are saying, yeah. I mean, I think they'll. I think they'll crush with bathing suits too, but. When I think, think bathing suits, I'm trying to think of leverage. And Playa, to me, is the leverage in bathing suits. Playa is a company, it's not like a bathing, they can only sell so many bathing suits at American Eagle. Like they only have so many, they're gonna sell out, great. They sold out their inventory, awesome. They have a good quarter, awesome, great, good for you. But Playa, it's the difference between selling a room for 320 a night or 520 a night, right? So like, that's a game changer. Like if we start to see demand hit these beachside resorts, these mega resorts, cause that's what Ply is all about. They have like mega resorts, 18 of them. Um, if they start to see that, the difference between like selling through group sales with discounts and commissions and giving away rooms at 250 a night or 450 a night, that has a massive, Massive impact on bottom line, guy. Massive. So, so that's where are the they're mainly in like uh, Bermuda? Is that right? No, 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 no. They're in three places, Dave: Jamaica, Mexico, and Dominican Republic. That's where they are. Those are the three places, and they are exclusively all-inclusive beachside mega resorts, monstrously big, high-end mega resort they're like the high-end all-inclusive like this new concept of like all-inclusive but super nice um yeah and the only one of the I, only of their resorts that haven't been fully opened are the ones in right because jamaica had a little bit more strict yes uh, opening up rules. but that's well, well jamaica we and, and i was right just looking jamaica it. has uh you have to have a covid test on arrival for business traveler may be required on arrival for everyone else mandatory stay in designated areas proof of negative test results before you go so there's it, it it's not as easy as just jumping on a plane you have to correct you have to know what you're doing when I think about a company that is I'm fifty percent more interested in today than in 2019 before the pandemic, Ply is that company, right? And I really, the reason why I say stuff like that, fifty percent more interested, is because a lot of these companies like Ply are kind of they're trading right around where they were before the pandemic. So what you have to really ask yourself is, is the company way better now than before the pandemic? And I think for the next two years, Playa is way better than before the pandemic. Can I say that Avis is way better now than before the pandemic? Yeah, I think I could say that yeah. about Avis. Um, can I say that about Spirit Air? Yes and no. I can say definitely they're way better as a company, but they're also diluted. So like their share price now is equivalent of a much higher share price before the pandemic once you take into account all that dilution so it's really deceptive they're actually already trading way higher now than they were before the pandemic right so you have to kind of take that into account um is a beer company uh way better now than before the pandemic absolutely way better right and then you have companies like uh molson cores that are not even trading to the point that they were before the pandemic that by the way didn't even have to do like a whole bunch of dilution either between then and now 
Well, so they've actually, I think they paid the, down some debt since then. Um, so they might even be in they better shape. They paid down a because lot. They, because, they cut, because they cut their dividends so they could pay down debt. So they might be in better shape. And I would imagine they're going to reinstate. I mean, I think the rumor is in the second half they'll reinstate. Dude, Jordan, I would not be shocked if they reinstated it this week on earnings. Yeah, we'll see. I would not I mean, be shocked if yeah. they did it. I'm not saying they will. But like, yeah. I, they, I wouldn't be shocked if they either did or if they heavily hinted at that it's coming soon, right? There's the chill out, it's coming soon, it's probably going to be this year, but they just when they want to get one more quarter in front of them because they have so many launches, so many initiatives. I, when, I, when I think about Thursday's earnings for Molson Coors, what I try to do is to get into a meditative state and just kind of visualize what they might say. The same way that I tried to visualize what Crocs <laughs> Was going to say, and then it just. Do you do this? Do you hold your fingers? You you just put it out into the universe. Do 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 Oprah style it. You have listen. If I'm the CEO of Molson Coors, and quite honestly, if you if you were living my life the last few weeks, I pretty much been acting like the CEO. Like I feel like I'm I'm thinking about the company as much or more than the CEO of Molson Coors is thinking about the company, right? So knowing what I know. Like, no, because if you, were the, C- if you were the CEO of Molson Coors, you would never give a dividend. You would re- you'd, you'd reinvest, right? Of course I would. Well, well no, no, not necessarily. So not, I mean, if there, so if, not, if uh, Jordan, if there's a time, if I have a, if I have a use for the money, I would reinvest, or I would give a dividend if I didn't. But it's, a, it's kind of a realm because what I'm talking about is knowing what I know. What would I say about the future? Like, what would I say about the opportunity? How excited would I be on this earnings call? And you know, we've had such great research, such great feedback in the beverage channel of the Dumb Money Discord, dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord. I advise that everybody gets in that channel and reads everything that was put in that channel starting with last Monday or Tuesday until today, because the community has gone nuts doing channel checks, even speaking to people that were like distributing their products. And the cons- I think the vibe at Coors is just really positive right now. And when we think about earnings calls, you don't know exactly what they're going to say, but you do know the sentiment of a company, right? Can, and can I we think talk about that- um, another earnings call that is coming up? And there's a lot of rumors Amazon. and people are asking us about it in the comments. Amazon, they have earnings so on the 29th. One. It might be another one we need to live stream. Uh, rumors of a stock split. Everyone wants to hear them say they're going to have a stock split, and they're making. Is that why there's the, been a run up lately? Because making yeah, stock go up a little bit, and yeah. yes. What What do you think about the rumor? Here's what I don't understand. The rumor says it came from traders. What What the hell yes. is that? Yes. What the hell is that? It's a wishful thinking on the part of traders. Speculative tweets. So, <laughs> when I think uh, about so it's yes. all speculation, we've got breaking no news information here. Amazon stock split likely. In 2021, as an early, early as Thursday, when, uh, yeah, but this is ba- based on traders saying that does but zero impact it, on anything. But I will tell you that I'm, I'm really not happy with Amazon, one of my biggest holdings, uh, actually my single biggest stock holding, and look how it has just not done anything since basically l- last summer. Yeah, but Dave, don't you feel, in Jordan, don't you feel? It's when Peloton and Amazon, I see them in a very similar place structurally as a company because I feel that the market just is waiting for the shoe to drop on on the recovery and how these companies come out of the recovery. Like I feel like 
you know, we 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 talked about this. There's a lot of conversation in Discord right now. There's some discounting related to accessories for Peloton for their cheaper bike, which maybe they kind of misjudge the demand for cheaper bike versus the nicer, expensive bike. Um, at Amazon, you know, I know that we're not doing grocery delivery like we were a couple months ago. My wife was just kind of excited to get back into stores and do some of that herself, uh, and I have been to a, to a lesser extent. Uh, do we kind of see a little bit of cautious, like caution coming from Amazon this quarter? A little bit of like, they're, they're a little bit more conservative than normal because even at Amazon, Bezos and team, they don't really know what the next couple quarters is going to look like. Does that kind of well, translate? Look, the biggest thing was costs, right? And so they, they, had to, they had to step up costs and protect employees, which was, you know, the right decision. Um, but when can they start to step down some of these costs, right? Um, and I think that that's probably going to be a narrative on the on the phone. Well, I, I hope so, Jordan. Yeah. But because I, don't I feel think like they there's a lot of questions. Yet. While while we're like, yes, we're ready to get out, we're ready to do all these. Things. The, the it's still out there, and you know, conservatively as a company, I feel like you still have to protect your employees, especially these um, people that are you know working in working in these distribution centers that are really close to each other all day long. Listen, my 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 long term views on Amazon haven't changed. My short term yeah. for the next quarter or two, I feel like there's more questions and answers. I feel the same way about Peloton in the short term, like literally in the next one to two quarters. My view has not changed on Peloton at all when it comes to long term. But for the next one to two quarters, I think there's some questions. I just don't know how um, Foley is going to handle this earnings. I don't know how i don't know i just don't know right like so would i go all in right this moment like just all in pre-earnings on this stuff no but i wouldn't be all out either like i'm in both of them pretty yeah. heavy still so like, I haven't sold my my out. question though is should i should i pare down my amazon holdings because every other stock we've talked about today is killing it and amazon has basically set unchanged for six months God, would that kill you, Dave, Amazon. if you're not there when they announce something that actually makes no difference at all, like a hundred oh, one stock split or I know. I and know. then the stock goes up thirty percent, forty, and you're like, dude, I, I there's zero percent chance that I will sell one percent of my Amazon right now. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Now, the big question for me: What percentage week, of your portfolio was, is your Amazon stock, though? Is it is it? Oh my, ten percent? Is it? What is it? It went from being, yeah, yeah, it went from being like 35, 40% to 10, 10% or less with the, with the margin, like with my borrowed, yeah. it's like could be five or 6% now, right? Uh, so oh, not because I'm selling Amazon, because like my portfolio has exploded in size. And, and it I has been increased. stagnant this whole time. And that has the effect, like my percentage of my portfolio that is Bitcoin is way bigger now just because Bitcoin keeps going up, right? And my, my percentage of Amazon just started so big, but it's still the biggest holding. And I just, I don't know why I have so much of my money tied up in a company that's not doing anything. I'm not selling any Amazon. I, the, question, the question was, do I go in deeper with options and Amazon earnings? And I decided against it only because I feel like they need a stock split for that thing to go up. And I, I can't believe I'm even saying that because, you know, I don't, I think stock splits are a neutral event and it, it should never move a stock, but yeah. it just is what it is. So, and I don't know what that's going to happen based on rumors from employee, I mean, from the traders. And by the way, if they do announce a stock split, I could see that happening in a quarter 
where maybe the news isn't so great. And so they're kind of balancing. I feel like I know how Bezos thinks now. And I feel like he's the type of guy that he's keeping it in his back pocket, right? He's keeping it in his back pocket for that quarter to where they have some bad news, like they're going to massively buy something or increase their cost or maybe business is down, but he's going to balance that out with a stock split, right? I see him doing something like that. So for that reason, like I'm not going to go lever into Amazon right now. I'm just going to keep my Amazon holding where it is. I'm not even that excited for the earnings call, quite honestly. Like, I just don't care. First of all, Amazon earnings calls are terrible. Like, they're the they're worst. They're always, yeah. Because we don't get pieces so on bad. the line. We get, we get their executive staff. And they're just, they don't care. They're not going to tell us anything. They just don't, they don't Nothing juicy. tell you anything. We've, do, we've done some live Amazon uh, earnings calls, and they, they've never been exciting. The only time we, we I would do Amazon is if we had another triple, like, where Amazon and Facebook and Google and like they're all going at the same time, that was fun. And yeah. I think that might be now, happening. Now, Peloton can be really exciting if Foley is in a good mood. He was in a bad mood the last call. Like, I don't know what was going on with him, but well, looking at his, Foley, his stock chart, I think he's probably not going to be in a great mood this time either. I don't know. I think, I think he might be reinvigorated. And if you look at some of his interviews recently, yeah. he's pretty juiced. Um, I think he's in salesmanship mode right now, right? Like I, he's a salesman. And I think when he needs to turn it on, I think he's capable of turning it on. And I think he knows that we need him to turn it on this quarter. And so I'm kind of excited. I'm a little bit nervous. I think that nervousness creates an opportunity because if I'm a little bit nervous and I'm like one of the biggest Peloton bulls period outside of Peton gains, like I, if I'm nervous, could you even imagine institutions with Peloton, how nervous they are? They're just a nothing but a bunch of nervous people anyway. They have no conviction on anything that they do. So that that means there's a huge opportunity if Peloton doesn't drop the ball this quarter and they can present a good story that they're just crushing it and then continue to crush it and they raise guidance for the year. Like, watch out, dude. There's a lot of people on the sidelines right now just waiting to get in Peloton just waiting. <laughs> you could see a rush into this thing if they survive earnings. Because yep. this is the earnings everyone's been worried about, right? For nine months, we've all been waiting and waiting and worrying and worrying for this quarter. Peloton. <sighs> all right. People are ripping on me for talking too much. Are they? <laughs> uh, Nutella bra is. Yeah, I know. It's a problem. I'm working on it. Uh, this is why I don't do TikTok. They cut me off after 60 seconds and it'd be a disaster. <laughs> um, so that's it, guys. I mean, listen, those are my trades. I'm in deeper and I'm going in deeper and I could see myself. So, so to recap, you are going in deeper into what? Uh, Tap. Playa. Playa. Tap. You're, you're getting going uh, lighter I'm on the airlines and cruise lines. I want to go back in deeper on Sam Adams, but I haven't yet because I think that Molson Coors earnings are, could scare uh, Sam Adams investors later this week. And I'd rather give that a chance to scare them a little more, and then I'll go in on Molson, uh, on, on uh, Sam Adams because I love, love, love Sam Adams. Love him. So I, cool. I, I'm already in, I think, uh, uh, what is it? Or tequila Diageo. I think I'm into Diageo. Uh, I might go in heavier there. I would consider going back into Budweiser. I sold Budweiser because, you know, I, I got all hyped on that cacti drink, the Travis Scott drink, and it ended yeah. up being like a hated drink. Everybody hates the taste of it. So like they had this huge pop 
and then like no one's i'm not that no one's buying it people are still tasting it and trialing it but i don't think there's a big future there for cacti at all i think that was a just one that will eventually get canceled but the cool thing about budweiser guys is that they are so big in like india they are so big in all these like high growth countries for beer I think the next few years are going to crush it. Now, the India thing is kind of scary in the short term, but at some point in the next few months, I could if India gets their stuff, you know, gets their stuff together, I could see myself, you know, getting back into bud too. Yeah. Oh, by so the way, my- we didn't talk about theme parks. Theme parks. I'm still in fun uh F U N. But are you doubling uh, down? I, fun or 6 or I would like, you know, I would consider adding more I haven't Six Flags too. If you look at search trends on Six Flags, they're doing really well. We're like peaking right now and it's only April. So they, they're looking really strong. I think Six Flags is a better measure of search traffic only because fun is just a bunch of random right. parks with different names. Uh, but Six Flags is kind of universally searched for uh, yeah. on a national basis. I haven't sold any of that and I don't plan to. I think the story. I think the story only gets better for those companies as we kind of get into the summer and people realize that we're fully emerged in the roaring 2020s. Uh, you know, bet. Now, by the way, guys, cruise lines. Even though I'm not big into them now, like if all the stuff that we're talking about now plays out and it plays out big, I could see us coming back on this show at some point and being like, "Hey, now we're kind of coming, getting out of those, and it's time to like." give the cruise lines a chance. But the, the search traffic on cruise lines is not great right now. It's not what no. I want to see. Like no, people no. I feel like are like, they want to do a lot of stuff, but they're kind of like holding off on the cruise stuff right this second. What What are you thinking on uh, how, how far, far up is Avis going to be able to go? Like, I feel like we've seen the news stories. We've It's now become a little bit more mainstream. Like my barometer of the Today Show has heard about it is kind of like, is, is the information out now? And... I mean that car chart there, and uh, it's it's just outpacing everything. Explain to me a situation where the Avis story doesn't get bigger as we get into the summer. Explain to me how it doesn't get bigger. So Avis is adding cars. I don't think the biggest competitor, which is Hertz, uh, Hertz budget has the capacity to add cars due to their bankruptcy. So. Avis is the only one that gets the benefit. Uh, Enterprise. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they'll add where they can, but Enterprise is not really a leisure car rental company, right? They're more business oriented because of the way they're structured. So, like, I don't know how the story for Avis, we're not in the summer yet, guys. School is still in session, right? Like, how does the Avis story not get better? I'm not talking about the stock or the valuation, just the story. How does it not get more heated? between now and summer. And remember, there is a huge short position in Avis, But if it right? just gets too expensive, so, aren't people just gonna take an Uber or a Lyft? Um, both. I think there are Thank people you. that are in places where that makes sense, but Jordan, yeah. Uber and Lyfts get more expensive too, right? So don't don't yeah. forget that. So Uber and Lyfts get crazy yeah. expensive. And then on top of that, Uber and Lyfts have to rent their cars too, right? So like a lot of those Lyft drivers and Uber drivers, they rent from Avis. They have a whole but they're program. Not, do they rent, rent from them. Avis? I thought they rented, uh, is it Avis? Okay. Avis and Hertz both have programs. Yeah. One has one with Lyft, one has one with uh, uh, Hertz. But yeah, they have programs to basically rent them cars uh, for spike spiky times, right? So like it all works together. I just don't know how the story doesn't get better. I don't want to look at the price. I'm not paying attention to price. I did look at it this week and I saw how high it got. but. 
I'm just not going to pay attention because I think the story is getting better. I'm going to like just pretend that I don't know what the stock's trading at. And at some point this summer, I'm going to be like at the peak of insanity. I'll I'll sell. It might be higher, it might be lower, but that's my plan for Avis. And it might be way overvalued. Hopefully it will be, uh, but that's when I'll sell. And people want to know what Jordan has bought or is buying. Are you are you reallocating um, portfolio? No, I'm not. I'm, I don't reallocate. I hold on to stuff forever. You know me. Um, are you yeah, putting I, more I, of I'm, your massive pile of cash into the stock market? A little bit. Well, Jordan, can uh, I just ask you a yeah, question? Yeah, I mean, my, so my trades will just be more, uh, you know, I just continue to add to tap uh, a little bit every week. Um, Poshmark, I like. Um, Jordan, do, do how, does the, how does the story not get a little worse the next 12 months for Hewlett Packard? Like, I feel like oh, if I- think I it am, does, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not gonna hold it forever, but I'll- Okay, I'll okay, I'm just, all right. I'm just, I'm saying. just saying it hasn't hurt uh, that bad, but i tell you what I really like that I never sold with Polaris, uh, because they do winter sports as well, and they've been crushing it in snowmobiles, <laughs> and then uh, and then we're about to hit the summer again, so I'm just gonna hold on to that guy so, for a little while. You know, that's actually super interesting because I think we all had this thesis that the great outdoors was a 2020 trade when the reality is that there's so much demand for just doing things and travel and only so many people are willing to pay twice or three X the price to fly in a plane this summer that the, that, the, that the great outdoors trade might be as big in 21 or even bigger than it was in 20. And if that's the case, yeah, there might be a lot more juice. I think we should do a standalone episode at some point soon, like Great Outdoors 2.0. Like, we should do that. Yeah. We should do that episode soon. But I, I think there's so many of those stocks. I haven't done the research. I need to do the work. Uh, by the way, okay, Albon, all right, all right. Build-A-Bear, Build-A-Bear, gotcha. I, I'm still in my Build-A-Bear. I'm still in my Build-A-Bear. Uh, I have. I went to the mall. I have pictures of me at the mall at Build-A-Bear. I'll share them with you next episode. Uh, I did some store interviews. Things are looking pretty good. I know there's a high conviction report in our Discord. I have not read it. I will read it. Um, Build-A-Bear is on my list of ones to kind of check back into, you know, get back into research, get an idea for what the summer looks like for Build-A-Bear. My gut instinct tells me it's going to be great, but I have a decent sized position in it right now. I don't know if I want to double down in it, but I'll figure that out and I'll share it with you guys when I make that decision or if I want to get out of the trade altogether. So we're definitely Nolan going to have an episode uh, yeah. on the great outdoors. Nolan mentioned Mastercraft is an outdoor trade. Look, I'm a Nazi guy, so I can't I can't force myself to buy Mastercraft stuff. I can't do it. That I can't do ridiculous. it. No, I need to. I that is like ridiculous. Ridiculous. I know. Oh. See, do, do, and the do. Is like a small <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, no, Jordan, I, I did see some things when I was researching social. Um, honestly, I saw, I was on TikTok and I saw some pretty interesting things when it comes to boat sales right now. Uh, so what I'm hearing from my yeah. dealer is that like they are already nearly sold out for the summer. Um, the Nauti dealership that I go to here locally. So I would imagine it is probably the exact same thing with Mastercraft because they're, I mean, they, they're hidden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, similar price so, point, similar uh, product. Which is same thing for Polaris, right? Because Polaris is in the same, you know, they, they mm -hmm. kind of play in the same summer game too, but they do a lot yeah. more. 
We are going to do uh, Great Outdoors 2.0, 2021 edition, I hope next week. My plan is to do some work this weekend and be prepared for that episode next week. So do subscribe. Give us a thumbs up if you haven't yet today, guys. I'd appreciate it. And uh, hit that bell, that notification bell. Otherwise, you'll never know when the Great Outdoors episode comes on. Uh, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, our community, you're crushing it, community. You're crushing it. Keep the work up. High conviction trades, uh, reports. We we've slowed down a little bit. Uh, I'm okay with that because I only want a high conviction trade report if it's truly high conviction. But, you know, it doesn't always have to be a 50-page report like, uh, like no, was it? Like Phil. Uh, I'm sorry, like Piton Gaines uh, did. It can be a shorter report. If it's truly high conviction, share your thoughts. If you don't want to do a report, that's okay. Share your thoughts in the Trade Ideas channel of our Discord. Again, devil's advocate. Always play devil's advocate. I invited someone new into our Discord this week, and it's someone that I've kind of been talking to about investing for the past few months. Um, and she got into our Discord. She spent a lot of time uh, in the beverage channel. And she texted me and, and said that she was really impressed. And this is like a friend of a friend who's kind of new to all this. She was really impressed that how balanced the community was, meaning it wasn't just a bunch of pumpers. There was an equal amount of people trying to poke holes and kind of sharing the other side of the story. Guys, I think that is critically important. If this community is going to have any value, we need people that are willing to poke holes in the thesis. One of the things that I did in the beverage uh, channel for the Molson Coors trade is I listed out six items of concern for how the Molson Coors trade could go bad. These are things that I'm looking at, things that I think if one of these six things happens, I think the trade could go bad. And you can go read those six things and add to them. But if you're not will be... doing that exercise in your head, you're missing yeah. out. Yeah, because by the time they announce their earnings on Thursday morning and they explain what's going on on their earnings call, it'll be too late. Yeah. Yeah. So but anyway, we will be doing that live it. on Thursday at 11 Eastern. We um, next week are going to have the Great Outdoors 21 trade. Uh, maybe sometime this week or next, we're going to be doing an episode all about our insane capital gains taxes. What else? Tomorrow on Discord at 12 p.m. Eastern, uh, at least me and maybe Jordan and Dave, if they have time to pop in, will be just doing a Q&A session. I don't know how that works, but it's a dumbmoney.tv forward slash Discord just to kind of hang out for a little bit, uh, 30, 45 minutes, and just, just answer some of your questions. And that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are Dumb Money. We will see you on Thursday. Mm.